Welcome to InStrides Podcast, the show that's all about personal growth, experiencing success on your own terms in everything in between. On today's episode, we have Kumiko Karayama. Kumiko is a Shiatsu Grandmaster and the founder of the Five Lights Center, the longest-running Shiatsu Foundation in America. A versatile practitioner, Kumiko's many years of practice led her to develop her own style, known as Intuitive Shiatsu. She has built a thriving practice with devoted clients such as Giselle Benchen and Nicole Kidman. Her insights have been featured in Insider, The Village Voice, New York Weekly, You Aligned, Authority Magazine, and Acupuncture Today, among others. We believe our bodies are much wider, more intelligent than our mind. Our mind just kept going, 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 but our body tells you, please pay attention to me. I need this, I need that. I am Lara Augusta a human development specialist originally from Brazil based in the U.S. and often looking where to visit next. Through my love for travel and connectedness, I have crossed paths with incredible individuals from all over the world. And here are some of the stories of triumphs, troughs, and lessons along the way. Collectively, we're here gathering and sharing experiences of overcoming obstacles, questioning and challenging our beliefs about ourselves or what is expected of us, and choosing openness, curiosity, grit, and grace in our process in finding what truly brings us joy and how we can best contribute to the world around us. So if you're ready to embrace imperfection, celebrate progress, and connect with a community of growth-minded, like-hearted individuals, join us on this journey, one or however many steps at a time. I began our time together by asking Kumiko to share with us insights into her heritage, shiatsu, and its meaning in her life and work. Well, it's shiatsu is in my DNA. I learned shiatsu from my grandmother because my parents are so busy. They are always walking. And I, I was in a big family and I was always with my grandmother. She was uh, taking care of the house. She was helping all of us. And then she learned shiatsu technique at the school. Uh, it was like an old system. It was system was created before the world was second. And she went to school to learn how to take care of the family, how to do the sewing, how to cook. And also she learned the body work techniques. And then um, when I was with my Grandmother, she told me how to do the shoulder massage and the feet and so on, so on. And then my grandfather, he didn't tell me this was Makaho five element stretches, but he was always doing the stretches like this. <laughs> and, and then my uncle was also in the household, but he, he left the country. He came to United States and he started to open up uh, his, his, uh, to school. And then he told me, Oh, come. Come, um, uh, United States, New York, it's beautiful. Come join us. So I, I came to United States and I started to study shiatsu at my uncle's school. And then there was so many great teachers. So many teachers had strong arms, strong legs, and they're beautiful. Uh, I'm small, I'm, I'm short. And uh, it was amazing. And then they talked about um, Japanese culture, in and the young five elements oh, it was such a beautiful experience I had with at my uncle's school and it just kept me going and then whenever I see my clients they come with pain here pain there and they they, they almost 
like a almost crying face. And then after she had to these smiles and they give me hugs. And I said, this is such a beautiful thing. And I loved it. I love it. It just keeps me going. That's my story. So you first learned shiatsu in your grandmother's living room in Japan. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. And and it's a tradition that's been in your family for generation. Yeah, usually, yes, yes. The mother uh, tells child how to do, what to do. Yes, yes. Oh. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about how this really intimate introduction to the practice shaped what is your approach to healing today. There's so many people needs help. So many people needs the healing touch. And I always meditate and I don't know energy to come to my my body and I give my hands and uh, like you said you are in Brazil you feel such a spiritual force around you same I'm living in such a uh, hustle bustle busy time but my space is uh, calm and they uh, centered go into the meditative state and then I allow universal energy come through my body and they give up my hands. And then hands, in some reason, that creates a healing energy within. I'm not doing much, but just being there for them. And then they move their energies. And that's, an, that's another beautiful thing. So I don't need to tell them, you are doing wrong this, wrong that. They start to notice, oh my God, I have a pain here. Oh my God, I didn't know I had this. I cannot move legs much. And then I explaining it what's it what is happening in their body according to the meridian theory and then they say oh i need to slow down i need to drink more water oh i'm just i was angry oh i was thinking too much so it's it's just beautiful things you don't need to say something wrong with you we are always looking for the blue skies give them some tips to move forward uh, be positive in their lives that's positive thinking will create uh, such a relief in the body because body and mind is always working together. And for someone who has never heard of shiatsu before, what are some of the techniques combined that assist with that release of energy, with that shift of energy in someone's person, in someone's uh, physical body. Well, we follow the meridians and mm-hmm. we follow the pressure points. Mm-hmm. And then the, we have a five elements theories. Because mm-hmm. the description you just somewhat provided in the beginning mm-hmm. to um, being within that space and feeling the force around you and, and not doing much about it, but transmitting that energy, that sounded very familiar to Reiki. Have you asked questions around their similarities? Yes, it's very similar to Reiki, yes. But the difference is we move our bodies. Mm. I move my bodies according to their uh, energy pathways. Mm. For example, somebody, uh, I noticed something happening in their stomach channel. I press my hands and, and I follow the ways and I move myself. So shiatsu becomes my um, meditation, my exercise, and uh, it's so good for me as well. Yes. Reiki, you give your hands and you stay forward, but in a shiatsu, we move together with your partner. So both of us create synergies and then 
creating a flow of energy. It sounds like a beautiful collaborative. Exactly. And also a really powerful exchange of vital energy. Yes, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. As you stated, your journey with intuitive shiatsu Uh began under the mentorship of your uncle, Ohashi. Was that his Mm-hmm. So he was a pioneer in the field within exactly. the United exactly. States, just the United States or also Japan. What's the lineage? I'm not familiar. I know there's well, a lineage in Reiki, but how, how does that work in Shiatsu? Well, Shiatsu in the ancient time always there's a hands-on touch. Uh, like our mothers, when we see the child the suffering, we give a hands right to the tummy or head or back. That was already Shiatsu. But then really? of Shiatsu. We even do it to ourselves, right? Yeah, exactly. We're like, exactly. we'll put our hands exactly. on our shoulders, or sometimes we put it in our heads. Yes. Oh, head. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm. Exactly. We always uh, we have a natural understanding of our own bodies and energy, so we just do it whenever we have pain. Yeah, there is But that was the traditions, and then and then somebody started to give a name, and then they say it's a shiatsu and the finger pressure. That was the straight translations but it's, to me it's more than finger pressure technique because when we look at the in country Japanese character mm-hmm. it contains some and the earth and the cover everything its nature is in a, a Japanese character kanji mm-hmm. so I feel when I do shiatsu we are part of the nature and then my uncle went to the school to study at the Namikoshi style of shiatsu Namikoshi sensei was focused on more pressure points using the thumb and are those pressure points similar to those of in acupuncture as well? Exactly, exactly. All the theory came from the India, China to Japan, and then we developed the shiatsu techniques. And what are some of the key lessons, whether they're spiritual or in the practice or experiences that you gained from your uncle that led you to develop your own style, which now you call the intuitive shiatsu? Mm-hmm. And how does it well, diverge from traditional? Oh, shiatsu? Yes, yes. So traditional style was more on the thumb oriented. And then after my uncle came to United States, he was small like me and he couldn't only use his thumbs. He felt like he's going to break his thumb because some people strong, right? And, and then he needed to use his elbows and the knees. And then he created the movement walking around the body. And then for me, it was beautiful experience I received. I learned from my uncle and then um, and then he said shiatsu is good for the givers and I said shiatsu is great for the receivers as well so I tune into the all the pressure points and also tune into the uh, energy pathways to create the more synergies and the, uh, release and the increase of energy the intuitive shiatsu is something that mm-hmm. you uh, developed based on all of your learnings throughout your year mm-hmm. could you elaborate a little bit more on the principle that that intuitive shiatsu uses pain to uncover oh. a mystery rather than solve a problem. How does this foundation foundational principle <laughs> been received by your clients? Okay, so pain we consider pain is uh, not bad thing. Pain is like bodies telling you, giving you the some kind of advice. We believe our bodies are much 
wider, more intelligent than our mind. Our mind just kept going, 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 but our body tells you, please pay attention to me. I need this, I need that, right? Sometimes we break bones, and then what, what's, what's telling you? The bones, bones are something to do with the water element. Water element is something to do with the stress, family stress, work stress. So look at the, your stress, and then the organize your life, and then create the more downtime, and then enjoy yourself. And again, that gives more energy to do something else and then move forward. So we consider these negative things are not negative. It's more like a turn, you can turn into the positive aspect of your life. And now living in New York City with a mm-hmm. constant sensory stimuli and fast pace, as we've exchanged before as well, it can, it can really be draining. So how has Intuitive Shiatsu specifically catered to the unique challenges faced by New York? Workers. Oh, yes, yes. In the New York, it's so busy. And usually I tell my clients, welcome the gallbladder channel. Gallbladder meridians, it's in the side of the bodies, which is going to do this way, that way, moving forward, going, deciding what to do. Shall I do this? Shall I do that? So it's uh, gallbladder meridian gets tense. So when gallbladder meridian gets tense, we get frustrated. When we get frustrated, we start to get angry in uh, every little things. So we need to release that energy so I tell them how to do the tapping, how to use the pressure points to walk and the release. So all the, we are born with the energy and then we live in the particular areas and then we receive energy from, from that environment and then we receive the information and then all the three things mix into our system, in our bodies, in mind. So it's uh, it's good to untangle and then see the beauty in our, in our life. Can you share a particular success story where you're, you've had major community impact or a significant difference in someone's life question. Well, every time I see my clients, they always feel good. That's the, my biggest happiness. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it doesn't need to be a big impact. We are making a little impact in their lives. It makes huge difference. That's what we are looking for. We are not. Little happiness, a big, big gift from the universe. That's what I, I feel. Yeah. How many people often feel stuck for different Exactly. Reasons? Exactly. And it seems like it's such a great way to tap into that first step and to release some of those knots that's preventing you from looking at things with more Exactly. Time. I just saw the grant. She said, oh, you know what's happened after I saw you? I find a job. I get married. I'm so much more relaxed. I don't need to look for the job. My job is steady. Gives me a steadiness so I can be more creative. So that made me so happy. So happy. How did you go about founding the Five Lights Center? And what was the driving force behind that creation? Well, we, uh, looks like uh, it's a small place, but we have uh, people in uh, so many different areas. It's like energy. You, you don't see it invisible, but we are strong force because we believe it. Especially now, we had a pandemic, so many people are isolated, and so many people using uh, computers and looking at the screens. Many people have like a shoulder and back and 
and uh, feel lonely. And even the kids there, they don't feel safe in the school, in the house. So we believe shiatsu can give a chance for them to feel better, do something good for the societies. And I truly believe shiatsu, we are looking for energies. We are not looking for the, how much money you have, how beautiful you are, how long you are here, what's the color of your skin. We are looking for the energies, what's missing, what's too much. So it's everybody's like a beautiful energies. So I, because I was born in Hiroshima, everything was destroyed and then we kept, we survived. And then I was always fascinated why this world was created. It was like the human egos. If we look at the more pu- people's beautiness in them, in, in them, it's going to be different. So I'm hoping Shiatsu can give her peace, happiness and joy. I just felt the power of overcoming in what you just shared. Oh. Because there, there was there was truly such lightness of being as you shared something that was a terrific oh thank you experience for for so many people. I'd be asking, mind sharing a little bit like what it was for you to be born within that environment and how was it for you to be here today? Oh, I I didn't grow up in the city of Hiroshima that the atomic bomb was dropped in um, at the bank because the bank was the tallest building. I was not, I didn't grow up there. I was far away, but we are in the prefecture of Hiroshima. Mm. So we, yeah, we are child of Hiroshima. And every summer, it was August 6th, uh, it was uh, 8.15, the bomb was dropped. So every year we have to go to school, even our school was closed. We have to go. So it, it was in the middle of the vacation, but we have to go. <laughs> it was a huge commitment for us to give a prayer to the people who and then we prayed for the peace while peace and then we went to the at the school trip we went to the atomic bomb hospital and then we had to hear we heard the story from the survivors it, it was just unbelievable after like 40 50 years they still had the glasses inside of their bodies and then we went to the atomic bomb museums and then we we hear, we saw, they draw. It was horrible. It was just heartbreaking. And uh, and actually later on, I find that my great-grand uh, aunt um, was still suffering after 70 years because her husband, she loved her husband, but her husband died because of the war. And then she was forced to marry to another person. And then that, she suffered so many years. So you never but no, it, it just this uh, instant gives uh, such a trauma for people's lives for so many, so many years and decades. And I wish we could have stopped that. I wish we could have tell everybody, please be gentle, be kind to each other. Let's work together and uh, let's stop it. That was always I felt. And then my parents hosting over 50 uh, students. Every time they have new students came, they, they took them to the bomb museums to understand and to to understand what's happened, what's going to happen. So it was just yeah, heartbreaking. And yeah. 
I can't even imagine what it might have been like to grow up in such a devastating, in an environment with such a, a devastating trauma around it. A good thing was we are able to rebuild the cities and then we, we just had G7 meetings and all the people came and uh, um, to, I don't know, just uh, we are still hoping it's going to be more peace in the world. Always there's some fighting going on, but we just hope this uh, in a people-to-people level we can create the peace. I also read that uh, the events of 9/11 in New York City had a profound effect on your decision to become an instructor and share shiatsu as a healing tool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, how did it became like this vital mechanism to heal trauma within the community you inserted in? Yeah. I need to contribute to the society what I run and shiatsu is such a beautiful thing so I wanted to teach I need I felt I need to teach mm. yeah the five light center it is one of the longest it is the longest shiatsu foundation yeah, for my America. uncle yes yeah. right <laughs> what are some of the challenges and milestone that it has faced over the years well our program is not set stop and it's like a self-development. The students take uh, one class, two class, and stop and come back. Or some students just take one class and stop. Some students continue, continue, and become a teacher and become become um, become teachers of Five Flight Center to help to spread the message of uh, shiatsu. But and sometimes it's it's a life. Our program is like a part of life program. We don't force students. You have to do this. You have to do that. Da, 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 da. And we are open. We give all the information and we give uh, all the. Money materials and then they can study them their own or they can come and study with other students but sometimes they get sick and because our energy has to move to be able to give a shirt if something needs to be worked on it comes and you have to work on it you have to release it and then you'll be able to give a wonderful shirt so it's like um, it's not set stone like an intuitive shirt it's not set so you work with it. So that's kind kind of challenge. But I like it because it's a personal development program. Your insights have been fe- featured in various publications. Mm. Have a quote, life is a circle. Shiatsu is a continuous movement and mm-hmm. is the key. In, in in Chinese would be qi. Japanese is key. Yes. But yes, key energy. Yeah, key. Ray, key. Okay. Key. Um, yeah. Encapsula- it, it encapsulates a profound philosophy. Can you elaborate on how this idea has shaped your practice in your relationship with clients, including high profile individuals like Giselle Benchin and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I feel that the, yeah, we deal with energies. Energy is always moving, and when energy is not there, it's dead. Our body's gone, so energy has to move. So always, shiatsu, we we move together with the partner, clients, and students, and. Uh, yeah, that's what we do. Hmm. Yeah. And what do you believe keeps your clients coming back for more sessions? Oh, they feel because they feel go after the shiatsu because the energy moves, mm-hmm. pains come, and uh, they get clear mind. They 
feel centered, a calm, and relaxed. And so I think it's a good, good thing. Such a good thing. And where do you see the future of shiatsu and complementary therapies going, particularly um, in America? Yeah, I love more people to run shiatsu. I love more people to understand shiatsu. It's such a preventative, uh, medicine preventative way of uh, living life. So you can take much less medications or no medications. And uh, yeah, I really hope more people will um, understand that. More accepting by so many different places. That's why we are going, meeting the people in the different centers and uh, places. Are there any upcoming projects or events or expansions for the Five Light Center or Intuitive Shiatsu that you're particularly excited about? Yes, yes. We are going to Kripal Institute. Many, many people know, yoga people know, and I'm excited to go back and teach and share the self-shiatsu. And also I was invited at the JCC, a Jewish community center. And we, I go uh, every season and gives them some tips how to take care of themselves in the winter, spring, summer, fall. And uh, we have a shiatsu summit in Pennsylvania where the teachers and students uh, of shiatsu bodywork will come and get together and we run and work together and then make a difference in the And outside of your professional life, what are some interests or activities that bring you joy and balance? Oh, oh, my life is everything is based on shiatsu. I go, I travel, go to Japan, go to India, go to Europe and meet people. And uh, it's such a good thing. And shiatsu brings uh, people to people together. And mm. yeah, that's my joy. Do you have a mantra that has guided you through your life? And would you share it with us? Oh, yes. Namu shinyo, namu shinyo, namu shinyo. Let's connect to the universal energy. Be peace with me. Thank you so much, Kumiko. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us continue to bring you valuable content and inspiring guests. And don't forget to share this episode with your friends, family, and anyone who could benefit from the message of resilience, empathy, courage, and what an authentic life can look like and feel like when one chooses success on their own terms. Before we wrap up this episode, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible guest speakers for sharing their insights and inspiring us with their journeys. Your story reminds us that no matter what challenges we face, We have the power within us to overcome and thrive. And for our listeners, thank you for tuning in to InStrides podcast. We hope this episode has given you a fresh perspective on resilience, empathy, courage, as well as the tools to cultivate it in your life. Remember, setbacks are not roadblocks, but stepping stones to personal growth and success. Until our next episode, remember to keep taking strides towards your personal growth, embracing resilience, and living a life that fulfills your dreams. Thank you for joining us on InStrides podcast. Stay resilient, stay inspired, and we'll catch you next time.